I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Now this topic is very relevant for me personally as someone who's recently single and trying to love it as much <laughs> as I can. For me, single has always been kind of like a layover to a relationship. But today we have three guests with us who are single and loving it. And they're here to tell us why they love it and how we can embrace it as well. Okay, so I'm going to go around the room. First of all, hello, single people. Hey. (laughs) I'm going to go around the room and just introduce everyone. To my right, we have Robert. He's been in San Francisco for two years, originally from LA. He's in his mid-20s and single and ready to mingle. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And then we've got Jade. She's from the Bay Area, uh, from Berkeley, actually, but she's been in the Bay Area all her life. She's in her mid-30s. She's dating someone, but hasn't really DTR'd yet. So she's technically single and mingling. (laughs) And then we have Larry, who is... From San Francisco, he's he's been the Bay Area for 30 plus years. Larry's in his mid-30s, and he is single as well. So just a little background of how we came up with this topic. We had brunch with Jade a few months back. How many months ago? Like six? Yeah. Six months ago was a long time ago. (laughs) And we started talking about just relationships and being single. As we do. As we always do. (laughs) She basically was like, I been single for a while and I'm totally happy just being single and to me I'm like wow tell me more because I want to know how can you get to that state of mind and how can you be so accepting of just being single and being happy about it so that's how we came up with the topic we posted a question on Facebook, mm-hmm. crowdsourcing other people who are also happy being single. And that's where Larry and Robert came about. All right. So let's, uh, 
First of all, are we all, I know I asked this already, but are we all on the same page that we're single and loving it? Yes. yes. Nobody's surprised by that. Nobody has changed their mind. I would love to ask too, like Larry and Robert, like when you saw the post on Facebook, what was it that you were like, I got to reply to this and I want to be on the show? So I grew up a theater kid. So for me, it's always been like, if there's something cool that I want to talk, that I can talk about, I love kind of like expressing myself and... I've always just been very open book about this type of stuff. Okay. So, so you've been just waiting to be on our podcast for a while. I mean, I, I've, been, I've been following the podcast since you guys had that party last year. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what finally, something that was actually relevant to me was pretty cool. What about you, Larry? Yeah, I'm Larry. First time listener. Long time. I mean, shit. Long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> um, really no, but uh, but I saw I saw the topic and I was like, oh, this is exactly who I am. Uh, I love being single. I I think there's a lot of pressure in our cultures to be mm-hmm. in relationships or be, you know, married and uh, by a certain age. San Francisco is a little bit di- different of a city because there's a little bit more flexibility and people get into relationships and get married later uh, in our city and most major cities. So um, I think there's a lot to be said and a lot to be shared about this topic. So Awesome. So yeah. let's all define what single means to you. Let's start with Jade. What does being single mean to you? Well, for me, like at our brunch, we were talking about like relationships and just that what you were saying now about like, how do I get into that mindset? For me, I guess it's maybe just more of a natural thing. Um, I just have been single most of my life. I've been like in a handful of relationships that have lasted for like a year each. And I just got used to sort of navigating, you know, myself. Um, And so for me, I guess single just means that independence to build my life in the way that I see fit and not answer to anyone, which I (laughs) appreciate and like. And is this something that you see long term being single or is there like an end goal? Like eventually you want to be in a relationship. I think I'm definitely open to being in the right relationship, Mm. but I don't have... When I talk to my friends about it, there can be a range of emotions around like feeling failure or just like the desire to be. I don't have, I just innately, I guess, don't have that desire of like, I have to be in a relationship, but I'm absolutely open to it for sure. Okay. Robert? So for me, single is um, about three to four weeks ago, I got an offer to move to New York and I got within two inches the fact that there was no one I had to ask permission of to move across the country. Okay, like what Jade was saying, nobody to answer to. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of freedom in being single. So that that to me is singleness, is just having the freedom where if you go on a few dates with someone and you don't like them, there's not a huge conversation. There's not like a whole lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of, you're only accountable to yourself and to the people you care about. And what's your end goal? I do eventually plan on being in a long-term relationship, but for at least the foreseeable like six months to a year, I'm personally making a goal of not being in a relationship because I want to learn to really like myself and get to where I want to be before I bring someone else into that. So you and you and Jade are a little different in that Jade right now is open to being in a relationship if the right relationship were to come along. You've actually paused this for yourself for the next six months to a year until you're, you become ready yourself to be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So the, the way I've been describing it, so I, I'm an engineer and in engineering, we have this fact, thing called a refactoring and refactoring means the product you've built has gotten so broken mm-hmm. that rather than like continuing to move it forward, you take like three to six months and you just fix all the gunk that's like uh, like started. a refresh, restart. like a refresh. Okay. So I wanted to see, given six months to a year, how much can I refresh everything I'm doing to the point where I'm like ready to date and also 
ready to kind of find someone who I'm really, really interested in. Okay. Robert, you also just recently got out of a relationship too, right? Yes. So I got out of a pretty serious relationship. We were together like three to four years. We had moved in together. And it was kind of one of those things where she was amazing. She was kind. She absolutely checked off all the boxes. But I just didn't have that like butterfly in my stomach feeling. So this time around, I want to make sure that I optimize my life to find someone who like every time I see them, my heart skips a beat. And so I figured that fixing my own life would probably be the best way to get to that eventual end. Interesting. I, I lost 20 pounds. Basically, I'm trying to have what I would consider my perfect life, but also what I would consider my perfect partner to consider a perfect life to be a part of. Right, right. Okay, so you're prepping yourself, gearing up. My my, What I told my sister about this, the way she described it was, you're building a nest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Laying train tracks down. Yes. Just waiting yeah, for just... someone to lay some eggs in that nest. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you define about single? I mean, I think my definition of single is the conventional definition of single is not being in any serious relationship, not being married and not being um, committed or engaged or uh, dating anyone uh, monogamously. Okay. And so single to me means uh, available, ready to mingle. I think everyone is open to dating. I think timing has a lot to do with it. You're free to date other people. You may be on going on a couple of dates a week, uh, meeting new people, mm-hmm. uh, but you're not committed to any one person. So all of you guys are on the same page that single to you is definitely dating, hooking up. Like it's not like oh, I'm yeah. being celibate. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Not the, not the, uh, it's not single as in I'm single and that, that's it. Yeah. But Larry, what's your end goal? I actually don't have a uh, track. Uh, I try not to think too far. I mean, I have long-term goals in terms of my personal career and things I want to accomplish. And I think if uh, if and when you know I meet somebody that's the right person, I think things can happen really quickly. And I've seen people get married very quickly, have mm-hmm. children very quickly mm-hmm. after being in a short, you know, monogamous relationship. I've seen people who have known each other and been best friends for 20, 30, f- you know, 50 years, not married, but very committed to each other, right? With kids. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. I think uh, all our lives are different and I'm very open to whatever happens, kind of happens. I feel like all of you guys are open to finding that partner, that ideal partner, and eventually when you get there Robert what is the vibe that you're putting out right now because it sounds like you're hey I'm single I'm totally happy being single other people who are possibly looking for a relationship may stay clear of you and say well she sounds like she just wants to be single or he sounds like he's just happy being single have you thought about like the vibe that you're putting out there definitely I mean well I don't know that I've like reflected too deeply on it but yeah I do think that I give off that impression of being sort of like this free-spirited person who doesn't want to be locked down like Mm -hmm. who just kind of does her own thing and I have question about like because there have been people that I've been interested in in the past that they kind of get that vibe from me and Mm -hmm. like maybe they will just see me as like oh yeah I'm in town like let's hook up or like let me just have this person be the person that I have fun with but I guess I guess I haven't like reflected on it too deeply where it's like oh I'm gonna change like who I am or whatever so that I can be more attractive to I guess a person that wants like a monogamous relationship but it is something that I feel like it would be worthwhile for me to to consider I've 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 unfortunately had to have that conversation a couple times where I'll be casually seeing someone and then we have to have the by the way I'm not trying to take this any further type of thing uh-huh. The the vibe I've generally tried to give off is I'm living this life that I'm living. I go to lots of events. I do lots of activities. You are more than welcome to come along. Mm-hmm. And 
I will, I'm more than, ha than happy to have you there, but understand that like right now I'm just living my own life. So you think even if you met like the dream girl, you would feel that way? Or do you think it's dependent on the person? It's definitely dependent on the person, but it's that I'm not looking for that right now. When I was a kid, uh, I played this video game with like Hercules and like it was it was this like Disney game and there's one line that always stuck out for me where like uh, I think it was like Aphrodite said like before you can love anyone else you must first love yourself yeah and so that that like weirdly stuck with me through my entire life and like that's kind of the vibe I'm giving off is I'm trying to make sure that I'm super okay with that before mm -hmm. I even like consider right. like yeah yeah I do I think that you can get caught in that at least for me because that's like your mindset is that you're kind of intentionally single right now, right? Yeah. And like for me, I feel like I have that mindset for a lot of times in life where I'm like, okay, I have to get this thing together or I have to like <laughs> love myself. But I, I know that it's a continuous like process. And I think that sometimes mm. like I get stuck in like, well, once I have these things accomplished in my life, then like I will be in a better space to like attract the partner that I really want or whatever. So I don't but know. You're like, saying there's no end to that. I'm saying it can be. Yeah. <laughs> like if right. that's, you know, if you don't have like a kind of a stop point where you're going to be like, okay, cool. Like now I'm, like, <laughs> now I'm ready. in a space. Yeah. Well, so that's why I put the time limit on it. And I'm actually doing all sorts of weird, wacky shit to try to like see what I can do in terms of like taking like dance classes, uh -huh. taking voice classes, just purely seeing like after six months of that, is there actually a noticeable difference in my dating life when I actually go back into that world? So you're, okay, you're newly single exploring this new phase. I feel like Jade and Larry are like, have been in this phase for a while and you've <laughs> probably gone through this. So maybe you can enlighten Robert, <laughs> what does happen six months from now? Well, I think I think it's important to to Rob's point. I, I agree. Actually, um, we need to be the best version of ourselves. How can we be good to somebody mm -hmm. else if we're not Agreed. good to ourselves first, right? And so I, I'm in. I'm more of in the camp of um, I really enjoy my life as a single person, but I also know that I am intentional about, about being kind and warm to the people I'm around, regardless of whether I'm trying to date them or they're just a friend, my family members, etc. Mm -hmm. Right? The clients I work with. I think uh, who I am and the, the energy, the question was what type of vibe or energy that we're projecting, right? Yep. What the, whatever's always on, on the top of my mind is seeking the value for, to bring value to somebody, somebody else, to help them out, mm -hmm. to see if I can be of service or be of goodness to somebody else. Um, I think, I forget, I think it was Maya Angelou said, people don't remember what you say or... Oh, it was Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yes. People don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so um, I try to keep that in mind. Like, right. So I'm not concerned with what I'm giving off. I'm more concerned with how I'm making other people feel, right? Mm -hmm. And so very selfless way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm pretty wonderful that way. <laughs> so I heard like a lot of. I'd be curious like to hear more about like what is it about the single life that everyone loves? Like there was definitely some things that was said about like freedom and not having to answer to anyone. Maybe or... list like two things. I guess it's strange. It's a strange question for me because, okay. like I said, I feel like I've been single like most of my life. So okay. I feel like the things I would enjoy about being single are just a part of my world. But okay. one of the things I remember that was a challenge for me in my relationship that I was in, I wanted to to go to Carnival. I remember breaking up and then feeling like free to like travel and like if I wanted to like hook up with somebody, like I could, if I wanted to just like be free and like wear what I wanted, I wasn't thinking about kind of how that would affect the other person or how I would be representing them. And like, I just appreciate, mm -hmm. I guess, 
feeling like I could be my full self. And to me, that also like indicates that the person that I was with was not, was not the, right, the best exactly. fit, right? I mean, exactly. it, it definitely highlighted that. And so, you know, I feel like I'm like my best and fullest self. And I think that as I get older, I am becoming more comfortable with who I am and learning like that who that person is. Because for me, a relationship is, at least it has been for me, the strongest person in my life has been people that I have dated that have said, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh. Um, not, and so I think like when I experience just being myself in the world and not having that partner sort of anchor me, it has felt like I can get to learn and explore myself more. And the more comfortable I am, I feel like the more... Yeah. I'm able to share myself authentically with somebody else. What you love about the single life is relative to your experiences of being in a relationship, which <laughs> locked <seems> down. To- Restricting <laughs> <laughs> people who told you no, people who set lots of boundaries and rules. But what about you guys? Have you been like, what's your relationship history? And did that shape how you look at single life? So my last relationship, towards the end we were living together, but before that, uh, my ex was living in South Bay. The way our relationship would work is Friday afternoon, my ex would be there when I got home. Uh And Sunday afternoon, my ex would be. You had a weekend girlfriend. (laughs) Well, because we only saw each other on weekends, there was very little time to myself. Oh, I see. You were working all week and then your downtime. Exactly. You felt like you had to spend that time with her. Exactly. I see. Okay. When she came up, it wasn't her house. She didn't really have her own San Francisco social life. Right. Because she lived in South Bay. If we were going somewhere, it was me bringing her somewhere. Mm. Probably one of the biggest things is getting alone time back. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really yep. enjoyed having alone time again, which has also been a really cool space for self-reflection. Nowadays, most weekends, I'll take my guitar, go to Dolores Park, and just like smoke some weed and play guitar for a couple hours, which yeah, is that's not something best. I could have done when I was with my ex. Gotcha. Uh, I think one of the most uh, precious gifts we have uh, for ourselves is the freedom of time. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the most precious gifts we can give each other is time to be present with ourselves and time to be present with the people that we're with, right? And I think... I think uh, as uh, when we're single, we have the freedom to have that time to Rob's point, uh, to be present with ourselves, to work on ourselves, to understand ourselves, but also better ourselves so that we can be better versions of ourselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the person that we're going to be with. One of my greatest fears is not just being in a bad relationship, but being in a mediocre relationship. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mediocrity is, I think, is just probably the worst form of hell on earth is is when there's so many things that there's a, I think I read a, a meme somewhere that said, every, there's everything in life that we do, there's so many things that are mediocre. We eat mediocre food. We, <laughs> we have mediocre uh, jobs. We do mediocre things. Like, we have mediocre experiences. But love should not be mediocre. Yeah. I really believe that. And I think, and that's not to say that, you know, being in love is is always bad, but there's it's just when we fall into places of complacency, mm-hmm. when we're comfortable with something and we're comfortable with how things are, we're comfort comfortable with things that are conventional and standard. Things start becoming mediocre, and we're not the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And so I think the freedom of time, the freedom of exploration, exploration as being single, I think that's a great time that we can use to be present to ourselves. So everyone here is pretty much on, the, and correct me if I'm wrong, on the same page. It's you're. It's not that you're not open to a partner, but it's the right partner, and you'd rather be single and enjoy being single than be with the wrong partner. Or almost like if you don't find someone who makes you feel as epic as you do to yourself, yeah. then what's the point of being with someone? Because you probably make yourself... <laughs> Everyone in this room is Pretty fucking really epic. epic. So right? Right? Yeah. Everyone seems yeah. very and epic. Then, Larry, you also mentioned like that for your work, you're traveling a lot. Could mm-hmm. you kind of elaborate more on that and how maybe 
if you had a significant other or family, how that might not be as possible. Right. I actually get this. Uh, I get this question asked to me a lot is I travel about twice a month on average. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my uh, travel is domestic um, here in the United States. I'm a producer and a photographer. So a lot of the people and the clients that I work with are all around the country. Traveling schedules get kind of funky sometimes because there are times I'm either flying out on a red eye or a really early morning flight. In terms of dating, I've just had to be a lot more intentional about the mm-hmm. time. I've seen on your Facebook post, it's like living a life I don't need a vacation from. Right. I always like that really resonates with me. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I guess like if you had like a partner, family, or other obligations of someone else to report to. Maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> yeah, of course not the right word, but, but share. Share. Mm-hmm. Other right. people that you had to take into account. How do you think your life would be different? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about our current sponsor, Songfinch. Songfinch brings your stories and memories to life through one-of-a-kind radio-quality songs. With personalized songs starting at $99 and delivered within a week, their community of professional songwriters will handcraft the best gift you can give. If you didn't hear in the episode a couple weeks ago, we used Songfinch to create a song for two of our friends and past dateable guests, Boris and Kate, the couple that met on J-Date. Remember them? So we got a four-minute song back from recording artist John Gardner. He was brilliant. And as for Kate and Boris, they absolutely loved it. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? A song all about their love. Listen to the short preview of the song. It all began back on J-Date. Though only one of us was Jewish, sparks were flying and we knew it. Now get this, for Dateable listeners only, you can use the promo code DATEABLE for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. Just visit songfinch.com and enter the code DATEABLE at checkout. Now, back to the show. How do you think your life would be different? Yeah, I think um, relationships are partnerships. Right. Um, I think it, it, it's a two way street. Um, I think you have to give just as much as you take. For myself, I give to myself a lot when I'm traveling. I make sure I, I have time to hang out and check out different sites and have moments and schedule times with people that are in those different cities. And uh, I think when we're in a relationship, a lot of that has to be shared, even yep. if the person that you're with is not physically there with you. A lot of those moments need to be shared. And so a lot of it is comes down to communication, I think. The theme I hear from all of you guys is this idea of like sacrificing or giving up something for someone when you're in a relationship. And I can see why so many people choose to be single these days, because you go on these dates like whatever on a first date and there's that generic like first date talk and you're like just getting to know each other on a surface level. There's no way you can walk away from that date and be like, I'm willing to give up my current awesome lifestyle for this person. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of just go, okay, this is not the, the right person. And then it takes time to get to know people. But we, again, you guys have lifestyles where you don't have the time to <laughs> give, to, to get to know people. So it becomes a cycle of like, I will give someone a chance to go on a date with, but am I going to give up my life right now for this person? Probably not. Right. And- well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a thing where I feel like I have to give up something. It's more of a thing that I want to share with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I go on my first dates or the first or second, third dates, um, I'm actually not asking that question of whether or not I want to give up anything. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, can I see things, us moving in a direction where we're sharing things? So, well, so how do you be. how do you get to that then? What are the questions you're asking? As far as like getting to a point where I feel like I want to share my life with someone, for me, like I've seen this progression happen. I've seen I've seen myself grow in a lot of ways related to my career. So I've been like figuring out my career for probably like eight or 
eight or ten years Mm -hmm. I feel like but I went from teaching to like becoming like an artist and now um, I'm working at a tech company I think it had to do with me feeling like I was self-sustainable like I actually now able to take care of myself and my Mm. own needs where I don't feel like I have to depend on someone else but I think that for me like the the more that I'm able to take care of myself and like reach my personal goals the more that I felt naturally inclined to like, I guess, want some more traditional things. Like, oh yeah, for the first time in my life, I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. I'll like actually be like a homeowner. Or, like maybe mm-hmm. I'll like do things that I just counted myself out of because I just didn't feel like self-sustainable. And so mm-hmm. I feel like for me in my progression, like the more I'm able to reach those goals, I think it'll be associated with like me feeling like I have a lifestyle that I really want to share with someone because I've seen like, the progression over the past few years and what that looks like for me in my life. But couldn't um, you build that lifestyle with someone? Yeah, together. I, was thinking, I, think I think it, like, that it just you sounds can. like checkboxes. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, it feels like checkboxes, but for me, it's it's real. Like, it, it's a real... Na- for me, it's like, I'm not going to force anything where it doesn't naturally come from yeah. me, from within. Mm-hmm. So me being like, I want... I, I know it may maybe just seem like material, but for me to say, like, I want to own, like, a home and feel like a genuine desire to do so and, and know that it was not a goal of mine before, just, like, I counted myself out of it, I'm going to be like more likely to like go after that goal and attain it if I actually genuinely want to do it. And I think it has for me to do with like building a strong base for myself where I can take care of myself. And like, for me, I think like if I want to have kids as well, like it will be like, because I'm in that supportive relationship where like that makes sense for us to like grow into that. But it's not like a natural desire of mine to want to have kids, but I'm open to it. I actually, what you're saying really resonates with me. And I think some of it might, I don't know, like your family history but I'll say my own is like I kind of understand what you're saying because like I remember like my mother was very dependent on my father financially and it was drilled in my head from a very early age like make sure that you're like independent because like you can't control things so I totally get what you're saying about like building that base for yourself. I think that there is a natural progression of like, you have like a base for yourself, you connect with somebody you wanna like grow with and you like, whatever, appropriate, yes. It doesn't always happen in that way, but I still feel like there's a there's a sense of like flow into how things can be. And I see it happening for me. And so I've just been trying to trust my own process and not feel like I have to reach things by a certain time. But that's the other thing I, I hear from all three of you guys is I'm living my life the best I can and whoever wants to come along for the ride, they can, and then we can see what happens. As opposed to like creating a space for someone to come along for the ride. Because what I hear I, I Jade saying is like she values security, she values having a place, she values you know having things kind of set up for her. And I'm not saying it's a, it's a check checkbox thing, but it's more of a this is how I feel safe. This is how I feel good about myself, yeah. right? Whereas other people value experiences, right? So mm-hmm. I want to travel. I want to see things. I want to experience things. I want to see, taste, and eat as many things as possible and, and take pictures and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah. and have these relationships. Um, and so for me, that value, you know, that value drives my actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, different people value different things. Yep. And I think there has to be some type of alignment in a relationship. One of my friends had a really good saying, and this was actually the saying that kind of led to me and my ex splitting up. Oh. Um, well, not like completely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was like getting really juicy. It was just kind of my aha moment. What he said was, um, I want a girl where I'm as fascinated by her life as she is by mine. Mm. Which, which kind of ties back to like when you were saying like this general philosophy of 
we're kind of doing our own thing, you're welcome to come along. The reality is that I'm looking for someone who doesn't just come along. I'm looking for someone who comes to the cool things I'm doing, but also has such a cool independent life of her own. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm fascinated by what she's doing as well. Like shared experiences where you have this mutual awe of each other. Exactly. Right, yeah. But there, there are issues with that because I totally get where, where you're coming from. But I feel like the more I, epic I make my life, the less options I have in potential suitors because the less epic I think other people are. <laughs> so, so then it becomes this, this kind of idea of like, okay, who's, who's going to match this lifestyle I've created for myself? And then if I do find that person, then it becomes like, sometimes it becomes competitive. Mm. It becomes like, oh, who can take on more trips or interesting projects? And then it's like, I have my independent epic life. You have your independent epic life. And it's hard to merge the two mm -hmm. at, at, at a certain point. That sounds more competitive than collaborative. Well, How can you collaborate when you've spent all this time building your own awesome life and then you meet someone else who's done the same and then you come together and you're kind of like okay what how are we going to collaborate on this because mm -hmm. i've spent so much time doing this for myself so i've never had an issue with jealousy of a partner i i am more than happy to date someone more successful than i am doing cooler things than i am like that has just never been something that personally has gotten in my way. I've also just kind of had this philosophy of like, I want to find my Michelle Obama. I want to find someone who's looking dope in their own sense and like doing such cool stuff. And in doing such cool stuff makes me want to try harder. Yeah, I mean, there, in business, there's mergers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that is Top true. Their game, and then know? there's also acquisitions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a saying that, that goes, uh, wisdom requires a flexible mind. Mm. Right. And um, I approach every interaction I have, whether it's, you know, in a dating situation or a friendship uh, situation, I'm always asking myself, what am I giving to this person? Mm -hmm. But what don't I know that this person could teach me? Mm -hmm. Right. What am I not seeing that this can, this person can show me? Right. And I think if we approach a lot of relationships that way, I think there's a lot to be learned in terms of collaboration mm -hmm. where then it's not a, you know, I'm creating this awesome epic life. But also I realize the more epic my life becomes, the more I realize how little I know about life. The more, like, we don't know what we don't know yep. yeah, until totally. we meet someone that shows us what we don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's very true. Right? And so um, they may be epic in other ways, right? I, I've dated a woman who is not an amazing traveler, photographer, or, or whatever, but she was an amazing poet, mm. right? And she's mm -hmm. a great writer. Was that's it something me? that. Oh, <laughs> I've been, I've been to her. I've been to her readings and shit. And Jade is an amazing poet. Um, actually, have her book also. Um, she signed, which actually she signed for me uh, the first time we met. Actually, so um, I think oh, I, I think a lot of it is just, is actually really being open to to sharing these experiences and open to and and having enough modesty, humility to say I don't know some things that this other person can teach me. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so then it's not a, it's not, you know, to your point, it's not a competition of who has more epicness. It's how can I share in your experience? Yeah. Exactly. I really right. appreciate hearing your perspective, Robert, about just like taking the intentional time though to be yep. single, because I have really felt like the times that I've really focused, like, you know, like a specific energy, like around the time I was writing my book, I felt like I had like this, great energy around me. Yeah. I felt like the you know I attracted someone really great around the time um, mm. that came into my life and I had a relationship with, but I've also found that in other stages of my life as well, like when I feel the most electric and like I'm really doing things in my life, like I, I tend to have higher quality like partnership like mm -hmm. I 110% agree on that too. <laughs> That's fascinating because don't you think even how you feel about single life today could change tomorrow too? 
it's constantly evolving, right? Depending on what life experiences you have. Mm-hmm. I feel like for so many years, I love traveling by myself, mm-hmm. love doing things on my own. And this was like the first year where I was like, I've actually stopped enjoying traveling on my own. Mm-hmm. I want to share that experience, not not may, maybe not with a romantic partner, but at least with someone. Mm-hmm. I want to share these moments. You've been on with top of that mountain where you're like, man, I wish someone else was here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that like, sunrise yeah. in the yeah. night. Yeah. So I, I, I have, share I have this one friend that I travel with every year and we've been all over, the, like we've been all over the world. We did like Asia last year. We're doing South America next year. And the reason why I love traveling with this friend is we had a situation in Japan where I said, I want to go to Miyajima. And he said, I want to go to Osaka. And we said, cool, I'll go to Miyajima. You go to Osaka. Let's meet in Kyoto on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And like, that is the best. See, you want someone that is still like, you want to be around people, but you want someone that can be flexible, independent, that doesn't make you feel trapped. Trapped. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, Nobody yeah. wants to feel trapped. But, but I, I think, also appreciate uh, your like point to say that you naturally felt yes. that you now want to share this with somebody, right? It's just like, it feels like it's not like about, yeah, like checking that off for yourself, at least like in the, the travel category or whatever. It's not about that. It's about like naturally feeling like that. And I guess I feel like that way about like going out. Like when yeah. I was like, <laughs> totally. I would always go out whatever, like in my 20s. And I always felt like I will never get tired of doing this. And like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have it in me. But I feel like naturally, like yep. I've seen myself like yeah. just not want to do it as much. And so in my mind, I'm like hoping that in other, you know, things in my life, I can allow that to progress as well. Mm. Where I like really genuinely like yeah. want to share those things. By the way, we're going to Booty SF later today. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're in, if anybody's interested. Yeah, I I that that's, that's what I was kind of getting from a lot of this too, especially like what you were saying, Robert, like because you're like in your... Early 20s, right? Mid 20s. Mid 20s. So I think that's like a huge area in time of like self reflection and like finding yourself. So I think a lot of it does just happen organically. And I think what's really great about what everyone said is like, I'm using single, like, I'm not looking at being single as a bad thing. I'm looking at it as a way to like maximize myself and mm-hmm. understand myself. Yep. Yeah. So, I would say that, like, when you are single, though, you really have to use that time wisely, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just about being in the state of being single, but like, all of you guys are doing, you're bettering yourselves, you're exploring different hobbies or interests, and you're trying to figure out what you don't know and being more curious about the world. And I think it's just yeah. so important when people say, because we always have guests on the show who are like I'm going through dating fatigue I'm going to delete all my apps for the next few months and I'm just going to chill well I actually don't think you should chill like those months (laughs) that you're not actually actively dating you should be actively dating yourself right yeah like do stuff with yourself and better yourself so like, I'm, I'm obsessed with self-improvement um i keep well, <laughs> um, what, are you well, well, what I, and what i mean by that is like yeah. so i actually keep like pretty extensive journaling where i'll do like monthly check-ins with myself and i'll have a section for love life a section for finances a section for friends and i'll actually kind of break down who I want to be in two to three months and what small steps I have to take to get there. Yep. So like it, like by through journaling and through kind of just checking in from a meta perspective, I, yeah, it, it, you get the most out of your time. But to Yui's point, what she's saying is you're intentional about it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are not. There are yeah. a lot of people right. who are just yep. either upset or dis- disenfranchised about it. Yep. Yes. And they're just not into, and, and what you is saying is do what Robert's doing is be intentional about self-improvement. Or what Jade and Larry are doing. Like, I mean, I think it's amazing that you wrote a book during this time. You know, like, that's incredible. Like, you're going to, like, all these different 
cities and taking photos. Like those are like amazing things that it's like fulfilling to yourself. So there is one thing I want to like yeah. really emphasize to anyone out there who's not having as good of a time being single. Okay. Which is even if you are someone who is enjoying being single, you absolutely, I, I absolutely still do get those nights where like you feel lonely mm -hmm. or now that I'm not living with my ex anymore, there are nights where all of my friends are busy and I'm absolutely alone for the night. Yep. And those nights, what I tend to do is I ask myself, right now I've been given four or five hours. What can I possibly do tonight that will make the rest of this month or the rest of like the year slightly better? Can I be practicing a skill? Can I be like reading up on an interesting topic? Because if you end up spending the whole night watching TV or yeah. on Reddit, then you end up exactly where you were that led to that night being alone in the first place. A hundred percent. But there's, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's bad to be alone. I think I, no, as I've not. gotten busier and, and as, as, as our business and career has advanced, I relish the times where I have, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll pay $20 for an hour of TV right now. Like just, <laughs> yeah. just to have that time. Me time. Um, just to meet, I mean, I, I try not to drive anymore uh, anywhere because I don't want to sit in traffic. I'd rather take a lift and, and be able to, to read up on something or spend some time answering email, responding to a message or something like that. And so I think as we get older and the more uh, friendships we build, mm -hmm. the more relationships we have, the more important we, we recognize that there are some really high quality people that we need to constantly like stay in touch with. I actually don't feel lonely anymore. Because I, I feel say, like, I, like oh. I, just, I don't feel like, yeah, and I think uh, Jade is the same way. I don't, I feel like I don't have enough time for people. Right. Just because you're don't have a romantic partner doesn't mean that you don't have other relationships right. if right. you're single. Like, this is what I'm experiencing as I get older, my friends are dwindling because people get married, they have kids, they move out of San Francisco because they want to have a have kids elsewhere, you know, and I, I feel like it's not so much that I feel lonely, but I feel like I have less people in my circle. So then I want to expand outside of the circle. I want to meet new friends or I want to go out a little bit more, but then having new friendships at this age range is really difficult, right? Because everyone has very established social circles. So what would you guys say about that so, for, for people who are feeling that way? So to that, that topic, actually, I spend... Uh, more time with my couple friends nowadays who have kids. Oh. I invite myself over to dinner because I want to <laughs> maintain a relationship. Yeah. So it's it's you know they get busy. Yeah. And they're they you know they have two. I have a friend who has four kids, wow. right? And and I was talking to him and he looked me in the eye. He said, "Larry, I haven't slept in ten years." Right. Wow. And I I said, you know, I feel bad for you, but I you know he goes, "It's so nice, Larry, that you're asking me out to to go to dinner. Mm. I just need a break from my family." Or I'll bring myself over to their, their place. I just have a strong enough relationship yep. yeah. with them where I know I can do that. And I know it, for me being having a little bit more flexible of a schedule, uh, more so than say a parent of four or a parent yep. of two, two kids, I have to take it upon myself yeah. um, to reach out to them. Right? Um, I have to be, I have to go out there and be intentional about it. Yeah. And so I'm very intentional about my friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. And to your point, as I've gotten older, my friendships have dwindled, mm -hmm. but I have really strong relationships. Like one of my best friends lives in Vegas. Mm. I have another really good friend who lives in New York, right? And so we talk and these uh, one guy's married, the other guy's divorced, right? And we talk all the time. I have another guy who travels through Asia, mm. uh, two friends that travel through, one in Singapore, one in Hong Kong, and I talk to them pretty regularly also, but that's over the phone. We schedule uh, time to chat and these are all actually male friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've found that it's so important to bridge those gaps really of is. geography and time and lifestyle and all that stuff, right? So what is one thing that people, like one thing that comes up all the time is like, I think you kind of hit on this a little, Larry, that on the West, like West Coast and San Francisco, large cities specifically, it's not as big a thing. But like what about like society? Like 
looking down or saying like, oh, why are you still single at a certain age? What's everyone's thoughts on that? <laughs> I think I think our culture in general, in, in many cultures, we're very conventional, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm Chinese, and um, my Chinese family, whenever we're at a you know dim sum or a Chinese mm-hmm. gathering, I always get asked, "Hey, when are you getting married? Who are you mm-hmm. dating right now? You know what's going on? Like you just can't do your career." And and my response to that is, you know, there's so many things I want to experience in life, and I want to be the best version of myself. Like I think in America, our education system. And this is a whole another topic, but uh, <laughs> our education is designed to create a bunch of drones that work. You know, I mean, we're we're drones when we go to school. If we go to regular public school, conventional yeah. school, we're drones through college, and then we're drones in our in the workplace, right? If we're working corporate and all that. not that working corporate's bad in America, a little bit more so, but in in Asian cultures, uh, we're not encouraged to be individualized. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think um, we're constantly encouraged to be conventional. Yep. Right. I've made a choice in my life. I've known that from the from the from the get go. From when I was five years old, and I was drawing pictures, I knew I was artistic, and I knew my life wasn't going to be conventional because that's just who I'm. Yep. That's just who I am, right? And I think it's important for uh, people in our society to really understand ourselves. You know that old saying, "Know thyself." Mm-hmm. It's so powerful because once you do know yourself, the more congruent you are with your life, the more alignment you have, the more joy that you have because you you feel like you're living. A true version of yourself, and yep. some people, and just as say, some people are very happy being conventional. Exactly, and they yeah. Totally yeah. feed into, yeah. and there's those. nothing wrong with it's that. It's not for yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. it's not Correct. for everyone. I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. Don't feel pressure to be conventional yeah. or unconventional. Yeah, yeah. Right. just know who you are. Yeah. but it is important to know to know which which category, which you're category, in, you are. and at yeah. what time it is, and because so, sometimes there are times where it is time to be conventional yep. and practical and responsible, and there's times to you know enjoy life in a different way, right? And yep. so. So how do you handle it when people are like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you dating someone? Like, what? I feel like nobody really asked me that. <laughs> like, they asked me, like, who am I dating? And then at this point, they're so used to me being single. They're just like, she'll figure it out. Yeah. But I think for me, I also, I think because I've been single so long, too, I do question, like, will I be in a partner, a long-term partnership in the future? And sometimes I do look to other people who I see who are single and older than me and I look at their lifestyle and like I do draw some sense of inspiration from them because I still see like their lives are vibrant and they're doing a lot and like they have beautiful Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily see it as like I'm going to be a failure but I mean I will say that it's not like I felt like that my whole life I think I'm coming to feel like that or maybe coming to terms with like the fact that like I've been single for longer than I would imagine that I would be Mm -hmm. and maybe I will be single for longer but I feel like I'm more comfortable with it yeah we had a past guest I remember Heidi mm-hmm. is her and she was saying um, a writer that we spoke with and she was saying like how a friend of hers like I think she hit her like 40th birthday and was like I'm still single and then she like looked around and was like okay if this is what it is this isn't so bad like <laughs> I'm pretty happy with my life like and then I think she like met someone like, <laughs> like, right after because she like became like comfortable and happy but Jay, so. to Jay's point you, it sounds like you've you found yourself you understand yourself yeah. and you're comfortable with yourself yep which I think a lot of people in their mid-20s in and out of this like dating and apps and stuff like yep. that that I don't know if they've had that experience yet they're yeah. still navigating right? which they're I think is great right? yeah. that Robert you're like conscious yeah. about it like I think yeah. there are a lot and of people yeah, yeah intentional that you're like I'm at this Very stage rare. that I need to do this so what I do love about this conversation is that although the three of you guys say that you love being single enjoy the dating the single life it sounds like it sounds like you're all at different phases of your lives though okay. like different yeah. life stages mm-hmm. which is great yeah. you know just why just we shows, had all three of them <laughs> it's great to know that people at different life stages can enjoy being single and that's that's a wonderful 
place to be. So I think we should wrap this up with some takeaways. I think we should focus on the takeaways on people who have a hard time being single. Maybe they're newly single or they're just frustrated with the dating scene. What are some takeaways that you would offer to them? Let's come with Larry first. I think it's uh, important to just know yourself, right? Yep. And, and find out what your true like north is in terms of what you want your career to be, what you want your family to look like, set goals, um, and then be disciplined. There's a, there's a book called Discipline is Freedom. I think if we are disciplined with how we take care of ourselves, I think we there's a lot of freedom in that, mm-hmm. right? And and I think a lot of things will fall in place. Jade? I would say that, um, you know, obviously your mindset around it will help determine a lot of things. And so if there's a way that you can um, consider, you know, how it can be viewed as positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's just like a reflection um, and seeing like what that, that lifestyle brings to you, it can help you appreciate it more and just be like comfortable in that space. It doesn't mean that you don't necessarily have to strive for what it is that you really want. But I think just maybe it's like just cliche, but using that time to, you know, get to know yourself and like what you like and you know, mm-hmm. I guess the concept of dating yourself. Yeah, I just like the idea of like figuring out like how to be grateful for that because that is the stage that you're at. It is yep. the stage that you're in. So why not try to pull out, you know, whatever you can that's positive about that space. Robert? Consider your free time as a gift. If if and when you end up in a relationship, you won't have again or not nearly as much of. <laughs> and when I think back to times where I've traveled alone, there was one kind of phrase that kind of stuck in my head and the phrase was beautiful loneliness. Mm-hmm. Where you're in a restaurant in a completely different country and you're eating alone at a, and most people consider eating alone at a restaurant as like a kiss of death. Yeah. But there's something kind of cool about sitting with yourself, being purely present with the food you're eating and with the surroundings around you and try to enjoy it. Try to find the things that you really like. And if you make your life more and more awesome, people will come. Yep. I think um, what I love about this conversation is like everyone is secure, positive, happy with where their life is, but you guys are all still open. So I think there's like the yeah. balance of the two and it's not that I don't need nobody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I think yeah, we're like, not anti <laughs> Exactly. And I think like something that like all of you have basically said is like when you've use this time to like better yourself you've had this like natural like radiation and like getting to a place that you're happy reframing what single means and looking at it as a way to experience and better up yourself and what you've been wanting to do the biggest takeaway i have for all of this conversation which is don't approach sing being single as a product of dating fatigue and i and i say that because we've all fallen into this and i've done this too i'm so sick of dating i need to just love being single and it doesn't it's not forced that way coming to embrace your singledom singlehood singleness <laughs> is a natural progression All of you had to go through an evolution of some sort to get Mm -hmm. to that mindset. So one, be patient with yourself, knowing that it takes a while to get there. And once you're there, you just feel comfortable. It's like at ease. It's the anxiety is no longer. It's actually very liberating. It's liberating. It should be liberating, but not in the way of, I don't need nobody. I'm so independent, (laughs) but in a way of I'm open to Mm -hmm. meeting people and sharing my life with other people, but I'm also at very much at ease with myself. Right. And I think the other part is, I think so many people want to say, "I I feel like heartbreak or I feel like I'm lonely or I feel sad why, you know, like, how do I get over these feelings and, and just be happy being single? But it sounds like everyone's, everyone's saying you go through these 
feelings, even being single and happy is like with anything in life, you just have to validate how you're feeling and it's okay to be feeling these things. Like don't feel like society tells you that to be single, you need to be happy all the time and like always, you know, praising your own freedom. It's not that way. I think we can always have the ups and downs. And and the reverse isn't true either. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you're happy either. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, that was something that came out a lot that it was like, you guys aren't opposed to being in a relationship, but you want to be in the right relationship and you don't want to just be in a relationship to be in a relationship like everyone's comfortable on their own and that's a change in society that's happened in our generation that's something I've really taken from this is like I I much rather be alone and working on bettering myself than being in a mediocre relationship even if it's a secure stable long-term relationship and that's how I feel some people may feel differently so I think again to Larry's point Really know what makes you happy. What are your values and what what are the things that make you feel secure and safe and satisfied? Right. And and don't listen to what other people are telling you should be feeling because right. you only know yourself best. So I'd, I'd much <laughs> rather have a really hot one night stand than a really long, secure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I agree right. with you, though. Is that that's like, work, right? <laughs> there may be people listening to this that are like, I don't agree at all. That's yeah. totally fine. That's like everyone. I liked that point of like some people want more conventional. Some people don't. And it's just up to you. So that leads us to really wrapping this up because we want to hear from you, our listeners. If you feel like, one, you're like in the same boat, you're single and loving it, we want to hear from you. Or maybe some of you have told us that you're going to be single forever and you're convinced of it and you've accepted that. I'd love to also hear if there's people that like do not believe in marriage, like do never want families and all of that, like very feel strongly about it because that would also be an interesting conversation. Yes. And anybody who wants to be set up with any of the single guests, we just had on our show (laughs) as all three of them are open. (laughs) Okay, with that said, stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to think about this. Just because you're single doesn't mean you're alone. Use your free time to not only better yourself, but also to connect with your friends. Hey, when you have that downtime in your Uber, why not reach out to that friend who just had a kid? You think they're busy, but they will surely welcome your call. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with dateable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Dateable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. 